Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget, uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace givings uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Gracious Father, come again thanking you for another week not promised. Thank you for your protection, provision, and your guidance in our lives. We ask now, Lord, you bless those under the sound of my voice. Give people in need something, Lord, that they've been praying for, blessing they may be looking for, that only you can give. Lord, we ask you to touch in a mighty way, Lord, and revive, renew, refresh. In the name of Jesus, bless those under the sound of my voice, each family represented. Someone's been praying, Lord, and seeking you to move closer, ever closer relationship with you. Oh, God bless this weak, feeble servant that I am. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh, my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good to be with you again. It's a few minutes with Pastor Matt. Be in the book of Acts still. Acts chapter 23 on this morning, uh, verses 1 through 3. The series Acts of the Church, and I was looking at Paul, some of Paul's episodes, and some of Paul's uh, uh, I guess his reunions with some of his old boys. <laughs> uh, in chapter in the chapter two, here in chapter three, uh, as he faces the uh, Sanhedrin. Um, chapter 23, verse 1, I'll be reading the CSB translation. We ask you to follow along the, whatever the translation you have, may have. Dr. Luke writes, Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in all conscience to this day. In all good conscience to this day, excuse me. The high priest Ananias ordered those who were standing next to him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. You are sitting here judging me according to the law, and yet in violation of the law are you ordering me to be struck. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for Ever. I just want to tag these few words, some sermonic notes 
My mind is made up. My mind is made up. Making choices is, in this life, a never-ending experience. You made a choice this morning to come to church if you could and were able-bodied. You chose what you had for breakfast this morning. Now, you made these and other choices, but never after making the choice did you even entertain any other choice and or options. Nothing else was going to change your choice. You had made up in your mind to do or choose what you did. That is what we do every day is make up our mind to do this or that. And nobody can change your mind once it's been determined what it is you are going to do. That is why when people pre preface a statement with the Lord told me, what they're really saying is, and I don't even try to change or engage in a dialogue because what they're saying is, I have made up my mind. I know some cowboy fans in here, and they have made up their mind to cheer for them. I know some 49er fans, and they have made up their minds to cheer for the Niners. What can change your mind? Who can change your mind? What would you put on a different choice or make a different choice? What could make you think twice? about doing something after you have made up your mind. In the text, Paul has made up his mind. He was not going to be deterred in his pursuit of the master. In the selected text this morning, here he is standing before the same people he used to be a part of. The same people he used to hang with. The same people he used to kick it with. And what not... Uh, but now, and he used to kick it and whatnot, but now he is on the other side. In chapter 22, he had begun his defense, but was interrupted by the mob. So now in the beginning of chapter 23, he resumes explaining why he has made his mind up. <laughs> Let's look at some things that Paul, Paul had to go through uh, in order to get to this point uh, in his life where nothing was going to stop him, nothing was going to change his thoughts or behavior or action because he loved the Lord too much. The movie said, I've seen too much. So all throughout Paul's life, after his conversion, was built on the fact that he trusted and believed in Jesus. Well, first, let's look at Paul's appointment. And verse 1 tells you where it is. That's the stage. Paul looks straight at the Sanhedrin. So he's at the Sanhedrin council and said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in all good conscience to this day. Paul's appointment on this day was Sanhedrin, but we all know and we regard Paul's history well. So, 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 since he's here at the Sanhedrin, since he had been interrupted the day before by 
the riotous mob, he began where he left off. He began with being sent to the Gentiles. And that was after his conversion, after they realized the Gentiles, yes, could be saved. Here he is in front of his group, his old boys, his kicking partners from back in the day. And here he is explaining to them how it was that he came to know a new life in Christ. And how he had changed his behavior and how he had changed his story. The narrative was different. And as I tell people, the church, um, anyone all the time that once you meet Jesus, you're never the same. Paul was so excited. Paul was talking about um, what it was that had happened to him on the road to Damascus. And ever since then. Some of us should have some ever since I came to Jesus story. Things have been different. They have not been the same. They've been changed. I've been changed. I've been washed and redeemed. I have been baptized in uh, the name of the Lord. So I should be different. What we're finding, what we're finding is that the church looks the same as the world. Church looks the same as everybody else. Till this conversion, Paul, Paul speaks of it. He, he, he was a persecutor of the church. Paul talks about how he lived before his conversion. Paul believed that he had not always been in good conscience, uh, for the Lord. He had, he recognized that. See, problem with some of us is we don't recognize our futility. We don't recognize our mortality. We don't recognize our sin nature and fleshy self and what we used to do. We ain't always been saved. Paul had no problem talking about what he used to do in order to get to where he was now. And that's the only reason we should talk about the past is is look at where God has brought us. Look, look at where God has led us. Look where God, what God is doing in our life from where I used to be. Somebody ought to, ought to say from where I used to be and where I used to go and the crowd I used to hang around. God has changed my life. And you can tell them my mind is made up. I trust in the Lord. I will honor the Lord. I will glorify his name. So Paul, Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 and 9 said, I, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Isn't it good to know that God doesn't hold us for what you used to do? And who you used to do it with and where you did it at. He, he doesn't hold that against you. He didn't hold Paul against, uh, for his, his bad behavior against the church. He doesn't hold against you. Yes. Yes. He, he, he forgets that he wipes it clean. He starts us over again. Begins a new life. Paul said, my conscience is clear. 
I've got a good conscience since I've known the Lord. Can, can we say that this morning? Can you say I have a clear conscience? I've been doing what God has asked of me. And I've been doing what the word has asked me to do. And I've been uh, praying and reading my Bible and doing all those things that God has required of me. He, I, my, my conscience is clear. That's why sometimes you got to make up in your mind um, who you're going to serve. You got to figure it out uh, before it's too late. Your conscience clear this morning? Have you been totally committed uh, to the Lord and everything in your life? And the good news to know as I hurry on the next point is that God can turn it around to where you are clear. Your conscience is well. Well, number two, Paul's affliction. Verse two says the high priest Ananias ordered those who were standing next to him to strike him on the mouth. Paul has a litany of, he has a plethora of incidents throughout his missionary journeys. If you remember, you remember Jesus had been slapped open-handed uh, in his trials with Caiaphas. But here Ananias wanted, wanted Paul to be hit with a close. The word in the Greek is to hit and hurt his mouth, to, to make it painful in his mouth, to knock him out, really. <laughs> to inflict some harm in uh, on brother Paul and that's what Ananias wanted wanted to shut Paul's mouth up he he had caught some of the in my study he had caught some of the earlier dialogue from Paul to the Sanhedrin the day before so he didn't want to be uh, any take chances for Paul to move uh, amongst the brethren in his favor Ananias did that and that's what the enemy does. The enemy comes to knock you out. The enemy comes to stop you from moving on in the name of the Lord. Because it's all spiritual warfare. Yes, my brother and sister, the devil, the enemy comes to knock you out. Comes to lay you out. Comes to knock your block off, to knock your head off. He He's looking to do that. And you don't have to worry about the enemy not being on his job. We're not on our job because we're not praying as we should and we're not reading about He's on his job looking to try uh, to destroy the children of the Lord. Theologian, I think Missler said, if you don't believe the enemy is real, just go against him a while. You soon discover that he is real, but Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So we should not be concerned uh, with those with lesser power than the Lord. Paul, 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 I tell you, tell you his afflictions were just not getting hit in the face. Paul, Paul had been shipwrecked. Paul had been beaten with rods. and Paul had been stoned. And Paul had been uh, starved almost to death, and he'd been imprisoned, as we all 
Remember chapter 16, Paul's in prison. Then he was in trials regarding his faith and his beliefs. Yes, Paul, Paul could talk about afflictions. <laughs> Paul's afflictions uh, were many and were great. But lastly, number three, we look at God's abundance. Verse number three. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you. You whitewashed wall. You're sitting there judging me according to the law. And yet in violation of the law, are you ordering me to be struck? Can I deal with that scripture right there? Paul, Paul is reminding them that God is going to take care of you. And might I add a little bit right there about how God's abundance takes care of all those who come against us. Because if you're living right and worshiping the Lord, when the enemy comes up against you, they're really coming up against the Lord. If you're living holy and righteous, they can come up against you. But really, they are coming against the Lord. And that's what the enemy is trying to do to us. He wants to knock us out and take us off our task of worshiping the Lord. Paul got a little defiant there. He said, you whitewashed wall. That just simply, he reminded them that God don't like you living one way and saying another. God is not happy with hypocrisy. You trying to tell somebody how they should live and how they should do it. But you yourself is out of control. And that's for Paul discovered God's abundance. Because he said, God is going to strike you. And it did so happen that way. The prediction of Paul against Ananias was true. Because Ananias got killed later on in the Bible. And that's what God will do to our enemies. He will take care of us. So why don't you... Put up your crying towels. Quit walking around here weeping. Because folk bothering you. Don't walk around here crying. Because folk talking about you. Don't walk around here sad. Because folk scandalizing your name. You took that on when you picked up Christ. With Christ in your life. Yes. 
You don't have to be concerned about who comes to oppose you. With Christ in your life, you don't have to be concerned, yes, with how the world is going, because he will take care of you. And anybody who wants to know just how much I've made my mind, because everybody, can I tell you this, everybody is not happy. You are trying to grow in the Lord. Everybody is not happy. You're trying to live right. Everybody is not happy. You claim to be a child of the Lord. They just telling you they are, but deep down inside, they want to see you fail. But aren't you glad you serve a God that if you make up in your mind to serve him, if you make up in your mind to trust him, everything We'll be alright. Ought to have a witness out there. Somebody under the sound of my voice. You done made up your mind a long time ago. And can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody do you like the Lord can. And they can't change your mind. Cause you've seen too much. And you've talked to too many people. And you experienced the Shekinah glory on the Lord. And can't nobody, yes, change my mind. I made up my mind. I'm going to serve him. Sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I'm down, but I've made up in my mind that I will follow him through the rough times and the low times. I've made up my mind to serve the Lord. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. Cause on one Friday night, they watched him up Calvary's hill, nailed, nailed, in his hands and they put nails in his feet but he died on the old rugged cross and they took him off that cross put him in a borrowed tomb he stayed there all night Friday night stayed there all day Saturday and Saturday night but the reason why I can make up my mind the reason why invitation is extended now if you don't know jesus in the pardon of your sins if you would like to get to know him better uh, and get saved allow him to come into your life simply say this prayer jesus i need you in my life i believe you died and rose again on the third day i trust you to control my life and to enhance my future if you said that prayer uh, is as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org, or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org, contact us and someone from our discipleship team. I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ. 
We love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out.